Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> we are back. All right. Welcome to Always Strikes Last, the Age of Sigmar podcast that features us. All three uh, of us. All three of us all the time, usually. From different before, time zones. Yeah, now, now coming to you from, from different times. <laughs> For those listeners who may not I'm, be privy, who is the us that comprises the us? Oh sure, I'm uh, I'm Miles as always, and uh, <laughs> my co-hosts are of course uh, Matt and Jack. Hello. Uh, Hello. <laughs> I made that seem like I was more important than you guys, but uh, you know, I know it's all right. You know, I'm just I'm here along the for the ride. You're not even alphabetically <laughs> in the front. You're you're in the last alphabetically. I don't know what's going on here. No one ever call him Miles. You Maddie. just gotta. You can't just sit around and let the alphabet dictate what you do, Matt. You got to seize seize control of the situation. That's right. And and really define your own destiny on these kind of things. Exactly what <laughs> I try and do when choosing <laughs> a way to present names. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I always have to keep that hierarchical thinking front and center. Otherwise, uh, you might slip down the pole, right? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We, uh, Like we said, we are actually now coming to you from three different time zones. Indeed. Uh, so that's that's very exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. We've been uh, working out the kinks in the system and trying to come up with uh, some new podcast formatting to, uh, yeah, for everybody to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can say that we are truly an international podcast now. Instead of just Coast to Coast USA, we now have one of our members who shall remain nameless mm. in not the United Kingdom, but close by Ireland, aka oh, yeah. backdoor British invasion. We have They're set public, boots on the ground out. in the European arena. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, next week, tune in. We'll have Wade Price on with us. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just straight up from here. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking on the gates of Nottingham. So it's been a, it's been a minute, and uh, part of that was because I was moving, uh, and you know it was the summer, and everybody had to go on vacation and have summer stuff go on. It was crazy, and uh, but we're excited to be back, delivering some some hard hitting, cutting edge Age of Sigmar discussion. In addition to dog squeaking noises in the background, because I know oh, you've yeah. all missed that. Everybody so. missed the dog squeaking noises. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be a brand new up-leveled, streamlined, slightly more often found version of the prior podcast. Half an hour segments, every couple of weeks, expect them. You guys are in for a treat. You might even be able to listen to us in your commute, which I know is the choice you will make. Yes, <laughs> only on your commute. I like that we're just committing to that right now. Like we talked about it, but now, now it's in. Dude, we're going to have to cut that later, Jack. That's how you do it. You promise it, and then you have to deliver it. Yeah, you know yep. that's, that's, it. that's the way of the world. I just heard our proverbial ships behind us like Cortez. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we move forward, um, like Jack just said, we're going to do 
little bit more often. We're going to break these up a little bit nicer for y'all because I don't know about you, but I hate listening to two hour long podcasts uh, because I am lame and I have low attention spans. Yeah, everybody uh, but, out there who mm-hmm. makes a two-hour-long podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> what we're what we're going to look to do uh, today is actually uh, start start the format. And uh, first, I think I think I want to hear some news, some news time with the newsy newses. So normally we would do this, I guess, about like newly released models, but I don't think anybody really cares about Warcry. <laughs> Jeez, who needs a reaction? So I just want to hear, like, uh, how how's it going with your move to Ireland? There, looking oh, for. I saw a new um, a new uh, new game spot. Or, yeah, uh, no, um, setting up in a new city, trying to find the the gaming scene. You know, um, it's a uh, it's a problem. I'm uh, at this point, I guess, pretty familiar with. You know, uh, this Wednesday, I showed up to the local gaming store and I talked to strangers. And it was, uh, you know, wasn't the best, but, you know, I met both of you doing exactly that same thing. So, so you know, inspired we're inspired to see how far we've come by ignoring our parents' advice. <laughs> this exactly. is truth. <laughs> Very much the truth. But yeah, you know, trying to get, trying to get my feet on the ground, figure out where the, where the shops are, uh, who's got the best tournament scene, who's playing what, you know, where to get the good discounts, what the good online retailers are, you know, all the all the important hard-hitting hobby stuff. So if you are if you are listening and you are in uh in Dublin, please let me know all of those things. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause, laughs> apparently still working on it. Yeah, yeah, still working on it. Obviously it's, it's going to take some time, but excited to be here. Uh we're starting a brand new army. I got some uh some iron jaws in the works. I was excited. I, I started I, my plan was to have like a limited palette paint job for them and really sort of take some time and work on the quality over quantity painting. And then, you know, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Next thing I know, oh, there's a Vallejo set just for orcs. Oh, there's a bargain bin of Vallejo at the store. I've got 40 paints. It's the way to do it. Yeah. So, so that's good. Some of them haven't arrived, but uh, we got, we got a squad of brutes and a, and a a weird knob all, all built up and we got some, uh, rocks that I scavenged from the from the banks of the Liffey here in Dublin. So they're authentic Irish rocks glued to the bases. Most romantic and... sounding bases I've ever heard of. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> We're off to the races. That's nice. delightful. I guess uh, on my side of the pond over here for updates and news, uh, mm-hmm. been slowly gathering my mental energies to work on a massive project for new army I'd assembled, which is a small set of zombies all arrayed behind a lich with you know, zombie accoutrement and support. Got 180 of them just staring at me. Uh, so I need to learn to use my airbrush <laughs> pretty desperately, but that's probably in the horizon. <laughs> nice. My, myself, currently, I'm building my last batch of uh, chariots. I got the um, Rokar Gresh your, box. Don't for, let it. It's not your last batch of chariots, Matt. I don't need this more one, than six chariots. I really don't. You, you will find some new chariot to make. I... You were correct. I cannot argue with that. I will have more chariots in the future. But for now, six chaos chariots are good enough. Good enough for me. I really, really hope your general is a Ben-Hur pun. Is it what? A Ben-Hur pun. Oh, it is now. 
Yeah, I see. <laughs> nice. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I'm building those up for my all night all cherries list, and um, I have a feeling that with the new GHB, they're actually going to do a lot more work than they used to, and that was a segue. <laughs> so today we're actually going to talk about GHB. It's been out for a little while. Um, it feels like we are playing an entirely new game. I've gotten a GT under my belt, as well as a couple of really brutal games with some of the better players in the meta here. And I know you guys haven't uh, been able to jump into it yet, right? So it's been mostly theory. Mostly That's theory. Correct. Reading, uh, trying to remember the new names for all the missions. Failing. And miserably, miserably while reading them. Not that I can read, (laughs) but yeah. Um, Yeah. What do you all think of it uh, so far? Uh, I know there's been a a ton of opinions out there, and that's probably most of the digestion that you guys have had or seen battle reports or anything. What do you all think of the the new uh, Galatian vets? So many opinions, but Miles, you go first. I don't want to. Oh, sure. I guess my my biggest thing is, I mean, the the vets thing seems incredibly strong, and I love the idea that you know, uh, you know, sort of our chonky infantry is going to be the new hotness. You know, I love armies like the um, the ogres or ogre maw tribes or um, heck, iron jaws. Just gonna throw that out there is the army i'm currently mm-hmm. making i did, mm-hmm. did not plan on that at all i guess got a free model from warhammer plus so uh that's that was the whole inspiration for that, that army um the but uh extent like chaos warriors and that kind of stuff and uh those have always felt like uh some of my favorite models in the in the in the game is sort of the the heavy infantry uh units and so um, on paper, it seems like this really exciting um, uh, new uh, way to play the game um, that's come out, and I'm hoping that it that it actually has the effect that it seems like it should have uh, on paper. Matt's grinning like it doesn't, uh, and then also, um, you know, um, monsters still have their monsters rampages. They're not giving you the victory points and stuff that they used to, but, uh, they're still very strong and powerful. So how is that? Like, you know, I've been wondering how is that still playing into the, the meta and how, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I I guess to summarize some of my opinions on it, I'd say top of line, really interesting set of changes. It is feeling to me like a complete new game. I haven't played like a GT or anything in it, but I think that if someone was reflexively building their list and playing their army the way they were just a few scant months ago, they're not going to have mm-hmm. as good a time or get as good an experience because they're going to get caught up by a lot of crazy ways to just blow up what they're trying to do. And they're yeah. not going to be able to score points in the same way. Um, probably top three things for me. And I'm going to be a rebel and not start with the Galatian vet stuff. I'll leave that to last. It's cool, but okay. I don't think that's the biggest change. I think the things which are just going to completely upend this universe we've been living in is one, the fact that free willy nilly battle points for like your, you know, battle tactic just coming in as a third one for like anything you do with a monster, that is just gone. Like that's nowhere. I think there's like, if I remember correctly, one way to get a bonus point for using Galatian vets, and that's about it. So 
people running three monsters, getting three points, that kind of stuff is just gone. That's a really big change when now it's going to be much tighter games, probably on fundamentals that go, I don't know, holding objectives, which you could safely ignore in some cases before just by getting the extras. Second, the overall three VPs you'd get for getting your grand strategy, no longer a gimme. Stuff like, oh, yeah, I have a monster to live, or I have a wizard, or I have some battle line. That's just gone. Now you actually have to do these very unreliable things if you don't have like a, an easy one that was for some reason given to you in your in your battle town. Mm-hmm. So that's, your that's a dwarf. big deal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, your in your white dwarf. dwarf. Last but not least, the Galatian vets thing is, is huge. I mean, I think it's kind of funny the way it, almost disproportionately you know for a thematic thing which is like mass infantry grizzled in this weird environment digging in is really only benefiting the ones with bigger bases like this does virtually nothing for 25 millimeter guys except let them count as more models but like ogors or chaos warriors all of a sudden fighting like a whole extra rank that's huge that really changes the game there but at the same time the fact that you can pretty much assign any unit to just go kill Galatian vets and get all those damage bonuses means weight of attack units can tear through otherwise tough things that would have been relatively far more resilient in the prior version of the same edition. Yep. And it's uh, kind of what's on my head with all that. Yeah, that, that has been my experience actually. Um, so in the, in the tournament, it seemed like, well, I guess with the GHP, it seemed that the, the intent was to bring back rank and file as like the, you know, the kind of badasses that they should be right. The, the center of the game. And um, what I saw in practice was that those armies that were um, let's say uh, I had two fire slayer opponents, um, which, you know, it's a great book. Like I said earlier, I think it's a, very good solid book and Mm -hmm. they are tough to remove um especially if the player is using them correctly right um i was going in with uh making dragon ogres bounty hunters uh they're dependable right um Mm -hmm. but if they're bounty hunters those two damage weapons with uh you know minus one run from the herdstone uh from turn one and two are pulling three damage off uh, per turn, and that's three attacks right. each on a unit of um, nine. Um, their Galatian veterans now just don't seem to stand a chance. Um, and it's interesting to me seeing how the 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 intent was to make them, you know, come back, uh, but it seems like predominantly the amount of armies that I've gone up against are playing the anti, or I guess what is supposed to be anti-meta. So I'm seeing more armies and more lists built around the idea of, well, let's use veterans or not veterans. uh, Sorry. The, uh, the bounty hunters. Um, And I'm doing that specifically myself as well. Um, You know, I went into that last GT with, no veterans i didn't have a single um uh, galatian veterans unit because i don't have a single galatian veterans unit in my dragon ogre army normally so i was presuming i'd get my butt kicked but uh sorry go ahead no no uh so and and my memory was uh i don't have it in front of me here because 
everything's all in flux. But my memory of the whole thing was that uh, units that are Galatian veterans are veterans. There is no no option about that. They are. That's right. That's right. If they if qualify, you... they're in. Yeah, yeah it's the big rubber stamp. I mean, I don't know, like, what you need to do to get veteran status, what happened to all the non-veterans, <laughs> but if you have four wounds or less and you are not some other unit category, you're a veteran. <laughs> yep. Um, the, the big distinction is mounted, though. Uh, so That's if they're mounted, right. they're not going to be uh, veterans, which opens up some interesting um, opportunities for, like, cavalry-based army. Yep. Uh, yep. The other interesting thing that I did notice was that not only was it harder to get the battle tactics um, and you do, I think it's, it's actually three as you were talking about it, three that Galatian vets really do take center in. you either have to destroy one, deny them the ability to hold an objective or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you get an extra point for being a Galatian vet, but the changes to the missions themselves, there are certain ones where only Galatian vets can score certain objectives um, okay. because you're announcing which objective uh, the person who's going second on yeah. their turn. I thought that and, was every mission. Uh, yeah, probably. Or, you know, I, th- most, I think that's most, a universal most rule. Yeah. And so, like, Glacier Vets should have you know more weight than I saw in the in all of the games that I've had so far. I think mm-hmm. um, what I noticed was it was either people who were forced into playing them, like uh, KO and the non-Black sure. Knight vampire lists. Mm-hmm. Um, were pretty much the only ones that had a, a lot of Galatian veterans. Okay. I think there were some other ones. Obviously, Night Hunt has to fall into that as well. But they can mm-hmm. break out of that using Hex Wraiths, which are amazing now. So there's, it. It feels like it feels like an entirely new game. Like both of your summations are are entirely in line with my experience playing it. But it also feels like an entirely new game that was completely unintended by Games Workshop. Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds it sounds to me like, you know, when we saw this at the last book, the last book we had, you know, monsters were front and center. And mm-hmm. then they gave you the hunters of the heartland as sort of the counter option. You know, so you had some sort of way of fighting back. And it just sounds like the 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 bounty hunters, they just made that part too strong. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think, honestly, that's the biggest oopsies that they made here, because but mm-hmm. for that one rule, I think the theme would be just clearly predominant because if you couldn't bounty hunter these things off there'd be no reason not to take a ton of galatian vets because you'd have these options to like control stuff by shutting off non-galatian vet units you'd have ways to make them stand for triple you know Mm -hmm. they'd they'd be doing the work and it would tend to incentivize like these sorts of infantry armies but the bounty hunters are just so strong there's a lot of units out there that can become monstrous with their volume of attacks when you're taking one or two damage up to two or three then like it doesn't matter if you can like claim an objective 100% against non-Galatian vets, you will just be eradicated off by whatever is designated as your killer. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if if they should have kept that out of wound cap too, right? So, but like reduce the wound cap. I know it disproportionately affects certain armies, like ogres would have a hard time if the wound cap was two or three. Sure. Only again, only Noblar bounty hunters. Again, oh, then, man. You'd see, then you'd see Nablars, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, which would be hilarious, yeah. uh, or or Sabertooths or uh, Sabertusks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think it's not that the rules pinned them into that hole. Uh, I think uh, the initial reaction for everybody is like, well, why would I take 
all of this if the if the lethality of the game is moving up so drastically with the new books mm. right um and like case in point i um i just finally went back to skaven after like 20 years of not playing them and have been a casual settling. 20 year break yeah you know just normal <laughs> uh we're, we're on a break but you know old flame after to it <laughs> yeah old warpstone flame um after after assembling like 60 clan rods i was like wait a minute these are gonna die real quick like this like i got i i, I got a game in with charles and obviously not uh not really knowing all the rules as as much as i'd want to uh for playing skaven like just the the extra damage goes through one wound model so quickly Mm -hmm. like six uh i think i only had 40 in that game but they disappeared in one round of combat you know which is hilarious (laughs) this this might be a good moment to share a theory i've been cooking up from my armchair over here you know without much real world experience with the edition yet i think that we will develop into uh, meta where there is some counterplay against these bounty hunters though where right now there are only like three units right you're going to possibly have doing this mm-hmm. and there have been some abilities out there which have always been useful where you can debuff hit of course or to wound rolls but also number of attacks things like that if you cut down a few of those things on specific units they can't do as much jugulation vets you know, I mean, it, you, you really just have to selectively neutralize the ones which are there to neutralize you. So it becomes a counter to the counter. Yeah. But that's just me kind of hypothesizing yeah. on it. No, and for sure, I think, you know, that'll be uh, a much more mature meta kind of move uh, once things, you know, sort of settle out because it's it's still really fresh. Well, and there there are a couple of things, right? Like the, the realm command, I never saw that being used. But it's an extremely powerful thing against, let's say, dragon ogres um, or bulgors. Or which one is it again? Uh, so it's the overwhelming assault. Um, mm-hmm. You can use the command ability at the end of your charge phase. The unit that receives the command must be Galatian veterans. It has ten or more models. You can pick one enemy unit within one inch um, mm-hmm. that has a wound characteristic of four more. Or sorry, four or less and roll a dice. If the roll is greater, the number of models in that enemy unit have the strike last effect. So okay, you yeah. could possibly use that against veterans. Um, that won't help you at all if you're going up against, you know, like any Drake. You mean riders. against against bounty hunters? Yeah, bounty hunters. Um, yeah. So like, there's the, there are so many just weird interactions now where it used to be so simple with monsters. Where it's just like, oh, I'm a monster. I get this thing. You don't get anything against me. Um, yeah. And now, or, yeah, or best you get is you can turn off my thing. Yeah. Now it's so much more nuanced that like we're starting to see some just really weird combinations that I would never have thought of before. That being that said, monsters are so much crazier now because you have no way of turning them off unless you play uh, the particular Stormcast Chamber that I do. We just don't care. Mm-hmm. Never did. There you go. And uh, yeah. notably, you're not giving up free victory points every time one of them dies. You might as well go crazy. Yeah, my um, that that list that I've been using for um, forever with Beast of Chaos did way better than I ever thought it would. Beast of yeah, Chaos, it's... come around, Matt. They're but they're in. They're in right now. So I hot know right now. That's why I'm dropping them. That's <laughs> I, I gotta let them cool off. They're hot and steamy still. Exactly. I mean, still There's... no one. 
They are hot and steamy, but still, no one's going hard dragon ogres, are they? I don't. I don't. Listen, I think I don't that's. Look around at I really think it's players. just because they can't find the models. I really yeah. think that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. as long they as you maintain your surplus monopoly, then you're totally uh, fine. Oh, well, I, I don't know anybody else out there who has 18 dragon ogre models that are like half metal. So, like, there's there's my there's my claim to fame. I can kill you yeah. with my army, both uh, physically and on the table. Well. Um, God bless them because they're they're coming to the fore. I mean, even the eaves of that book are being explored. I, I think I heard in passing uh, some other channel that someone won a GT in Britain last week with a ten cockatrice army. Oh, it's back. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> good for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who has the patience to patience <laughs> to assemble that model that many times and uh, bring them without them breaking, uh, more power to you. Uh oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um I don't know. The but back to the new GHB. The the there's there's so many changes in it. Um and it really does feel like a new game. Mm-hmm. Um is there anything else that y'all have thought about um when looking at the rules? And I know they're like it again, it's like an entirely new edition, but mm-hmm. anything that you think has affected like the hypothetical list that you've been building? There's two things I want to throw out there real quick. One, and this is more like of an old man, things move too fast for me kind of thing now, but I noted that they're sort of setting this up as if we're going to do two of these a year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like a lot of radical meta shifting. You know, maybe it's good, but I mean, we had a whole year with the first GHB and that felt like a pretty mature environment at the end of it. But if we're totally switching into something new, like in January or whatever, <laughs> you know, based upon the, the way they'd phrased the 2022 to 2023 first half or whatever, uh, it could be interesting. So we'll see how the release schedule looks. The second thing is just, and the spells are back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And the spells are so back. Uh, purple sun everywhere. I've never purple seen so sun, many yeah, purple no. suns in my life. <laughs> Jack, I think you might have my purple sun. I think it's in my purple you need to sun. Dig that out. Oh, wait, do yeah, you yeah. mean like the, the painted one in the trove you gave me or the, the one from the box we split a million years ago? The one from the box we split years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for, for the listeners out there who want to understand a way to play a fun mini game with your endless spells, Miles and I, at one point in the dim past, actually split the endless spell box. So each of us have one half of what you'd actually want. So there are times where it's pretty painful. We really want to use the other spell, but them's the breaks. Yeah. You really should have just cut every single spell in half after fully assembling them uh, with like a pressure washer <laughs> we, or something. We each have half a cog, one geminid and uh, yeah. <laughs> and Jack's got the lower half of the gnashing jaws and I've got the upper half. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And we could like just, say we're doing a King Solomon spell thing and always like have like yeah, a long-winded story plus a way to reference <laughs> it by showing pictures of the other half somewhere else in America or elsewhere. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Back when we were so young, our long-form humor wasn't nearly as well-developed, but if I could go back and tell me now. <laughs> well, that's right. I think you've got the full set at this moment. So, uh, you know, you you hold all the keys to power now. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, such a treasure box but- downstairs. <laughs> That is exciting that uh, endless spells are back. You know, obviously, I think we should probably nerf the the endless the, the purple sun a little bit if it's uh, 
showing up at the rate it's showing up. That's fun. I was, I've, I've thought endless spells were fun since they came out last edition. And I love it when you're more, every time that we're in a endless spell heavy environment, I, I find that exciting. Yeah, there's so many more shenanigans with endless spells. And for a while, it was like an endless spell desert. GHB mm-hmm. brought them back in a big way. Like, I, mm-hmm. last time I went up against Purple Sun before the GHB had to be 2019, the beginning of, you know, one of our local players had decided he had figured out how to use it with, uh, what's his name from Zinch, getting those rerolls, killed a bunch of Dracoths. Oh. And I was, was very sad about it, but I respected it. Yeah, so they're they're back in a big way, and I don't even think people Purple Sun. I think definitely has to go up. It's got to go back to a hundred ish something points, most likely. Well, it was kind of keep the insta kill effect for sure. I mean, that's just too game breaking. I mean, I I love it because it, it it brings in that variable amount of well, how much do I want to focus on this, or do I want to kill that hero? And now that heroes on mon- heroes that are monsters or heroes on monsters don't have the same weight in the game. Um, it's forcing you to make those decisions in game that are just frankly more interesting, I think, right? Like mm-hmm. I can kill these Galatian vets and go for like rip the rip the throat out of the enemy right away. Or I can mm-hmm. let them get into a point where I can surgically take the army apart, like you were saying earlier, right? kill all the things so the veterans don't have that much work to do against my Galatian vets that I'm going to bring. I think that may come down to like an army composition though too, right? Independent on the army as well. Like now that I've been looking at the Skaven book so much, I and my Sylvaneth finally are coming out of the the uh, cupboard. There's a lot more shooting on my on my uh on my table than there has ever been. And that can that has no effect in veterans because it's only in melee, right? So there's, I don't know, the game has gotten so much more complex with just one book release. I, I have a question yes. for, for the group. And this has been the burning question about the new GHB because, again, I don't have it in front of me and I haven't looked at it too hard because of the move. But uh, in, per- in previous GHBs, we have seen patterns emerge and sort of the style of missions that uh, Games Workshop uh, graces us with uh, mm-hmm. every time one of these books comes out. And so the burning question I have is, is there still a Three Places of Power? Is there still an Instant Win game mission? Is there still a Hold It, Hold It, Hold It, Burn It mission? And is, you know, like, is there still a hero only hero score? Oh, Games Workshop, the yes. more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. There's a uh, uh, what? There's the, uh, the the three places of power, most definitely. Okay. Um, and what is that? Head-on collision, I think. I'm still trying to remember the name of all these. Oh no, no um, you can't remember the names. The names are yeah, just yeah. nonsense. I'm going to defer to Matt on this one with the book in front of him, so he doesn't butcher them too badly. <laughs> like there are there are very interesting ones now. Like the Nidus Paths is one that I want to see in a tournament. Because it allows you, and this is the crazy thing, at the end of your movement phase, players can pick one friendly unit wholly within six inches of a Nidus path, which is set up in the corner of uh, your deployment zone. Mm -hmm. And um, more than nine inches from all uh, enemy units. Oh, sorry. Uh, They can remove that unit and set it up again wholly within six inches of the Nidus 
paths twin, which is on the opposite side of the board in your opponent's okay. territory, nine inches away from somebody. So a smart player or a player that's um, using a Galatian vet army, which by definition will be a more infantry heavy and more on the table, will actually have a lot more of a chance in that game than it would somebody else. So I think I think the thing that will actually create more diversity moving forward with it will be um you know tos and what they what they can accept from the player base of their communities saying oh well i don't like that mission because it hurts me in this certain way right i think that was one big thing finding out um after putting that uh gc on was like players just really just want to show up and win with their army with the list that they've built within the constraints of the list that they've built. And sure. the more that, um, the more that missions are restricted and this is coming from somebody who hates half of those missions, like the win, sure. the immediate win one, the more those are restricted, the less diversity we see in army lists coming out because, yeah. you know, they're built no, towards certain missions. It's always, uh, as much as uh, yes, I have, uh, my I have a hatred for some of those missions too, or like the the no deep striking mission, or the uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's in this new set, but I'm sure it no is. No reserves, yep. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the anti stormcast mission, basically. Um, you know, and, and yeah, again the the instant win mission, the um, hold it, hold it, hold it, burn it, whatever. Yep. The, it was called better part of valor, like two or three editions ago. Mm -hmm. And that's the only name that sticks in my head. Um, I don't like those missions at all, but I really appreciate what they do to list diversity. Yeah. You know, um, in the game. And so, you know, it's a, it's a love hate relationship that I think they are healthy for the game, even though I, I don't like playing them. I, I agree with that. I want those gotchas in the, the random assortment of things you might come up with because that punishes someone who just tries to go to the ultra-efficient streamlined netlist because then they're going to be relegated to the 3-2 or the 4-1 no matter what they do because they're not going to accommodate enough flexibility to you know win in adverse circumstances. Yeah, um, and and hopefully, hopefully we'll see a little bit opening up. I think right now everybody's so kind of scared of all of the complexity that there's been a lot of pushes, I guess, internally for our area to actually like comp stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a scary road to run down yeah. because then it's all going to be, um, I don't know. What was the previous example? Long strikes. It's just going to all be long strikes or something or whatever the new yeah. meta is. Um, I think hopefully it'll iron itself out. And then by the time it does, we'll get our second one in January. And then there we we'll go. be sad. Because we have to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, it, no, I. It is. It is so easy to be reactionary, especially when these things first come out and everything is absolute madness. Because it is madness. It's always madness whenever like a big, the big meta shift drops. And like, remember that tournament that was like all Archeons? It was like Captain Crunch. Oops, all Archeons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And. <laughs> uh, and and I remember walking away from that, being like, "Fuck, I don't want to play this game if it's just going to be Archeons all the time." And then, lo and behold, like, not very much, like, I think Archeon got, like, a very minor nerf, and that was about it. And they made the, a, few no, a few notes and changes to how coalitions were set up. And very quickly, the meta just moved away from that immediately, you know, by itself. You know, yep. and, and eventually, there were some, some 
more drastic changes that made that so that strategy probably will not pop up again as the dom as a dominant strategy that we see in the meta but like you know people are going to come to a gt they're going to remember the things that they fought here and then they're going to go home and make their list and then and so it, it takes time for these things to for people to react and settle out and so people are likely liable to be freaking out right I now think that's right yeah. i mean you gotta keep calm maintain hope not overreact after all it's always darkly honest before the dawn. Solid gold. <laughs> or you could bring all spiders and not give a damn. Right. Damn. Oh, yes. But yeah. But I definitely don't think comping is, is the right way to go with these. I know it's, it's a tempting seductionist, seductive uh, path to, to, to walk down. But I think if you do, you just end up with, um, uh 40k yep (laughs) yeah and that's the that's the boogeyman in the room for me every single one so the furthest we can run away from that the better i think i I think in my next game i'm gonna try and uh utilize almost all galatian vets just to see how it works because why the hell not i'll get more points you should right you should be able to win on points if you double down on that i mean should is a great you know but like (laughs) Theoretically, right? You should be able to win uh, uh, with an increasing margin of victory. Well, and it's interesting as we as as we wrap this up too. It seems like we're all kind of putting together armies. Well, sans my chariot list, that one's just been a work in progress forever. Yep. But um, it seems like we're putting together armies that are going to be leaning on Galatian vets. It would be interesting to check back when we get a couple more games in with mm-hmm. um, uh, all that lists or close to all that lists. Maybe we can do a progress report. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a. a it's going to be idea. a little bit. It's going to be a minute for me. I'm I'm literally starting from scratch here, so uh, we're going to be playing some thousand point games in my near future, and hopefully, you know, watching some other people's games and and taking some notes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll be starting small to a path of glory in this neck of the woods in uh, August, September. So we'll we'll start to experiment. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. I think I think we're we're. We're we're at our format. We're we're doing this nor- yeah. new format, listeners, yeah. friendly yeah. listeners. So thanks for for dropping in. We're going to be a little bit more yeah. consistent. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, both for for jumping in today. Now that we have thank three you, time man. zones, likewise. Thanks, guys. I'm just thanks, all about thanks, the things. Thanks today. all around. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to all of us, everyone. Every and thanks single all those one. listeners too. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, let's thank the thank yous. Thank you, thanks oh, yeah. for being thankful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meta thanks, meta thanks to meta. Good yes. thanking, good thanking all around. Yes. Till next time, Trent. <laughs> What's our sign off? Did you we figure out a sign off? We never got a sign off. We don't. Yeah, it's faded out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta have a. We're gonna get one. We'll have a sign off. Yeah.